Sean. Hey, Ray. How many Slim Jims do you think is appropriate for one man to eat in a week? Like the regular size? Because you're eating the tiny ones right now. Those are my and favorites. I, I gave you uh, those before the taping. So I was like, oh, I don't eat them. And I got them from the deli mm-hmm. by accident. And I love them. I should have thought I was going to be across from you for 45 minutes. Because you get like Slim Jim breath. Because I can immediately smell the Slim Jims. Can you really? Yeah, it's not bad. I'm just fucking around. But I would say the appropriate one for a week, I would say the big ones, like, I don't know, one a day. It's got to be bad for your cholesterol or something, right? Like, it's. They're a good snack on keto. Yeah, that's. Yeah. But keto well, you know, is actually extremely unhealthy for you. Well, you know what I do? I'm, I'm kind of a fancy man. I don't know if you know. And. Uh, you're a fancy I, man? I'm a fancy man. And Do you uh, mean because you're dressed like you've been <laughs> falling around the Dropkick Murphys for the last three months? <laughs> it's, it's, hey, man. First off, these hats work on me. Like They they, they do. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm made, my look is made for these hats. They work on you, and even then, I think it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> because that paired with this new glasses bit. You've been to, for, for people that don't know, and I don't know if I talked about this a bunch already, but it's because it's, it's on my mind. You've been doing this new glasses bit where you wear these like designer frame glasses everywhere you go now. And you it, don't. You didn't give me a warning. You didn't text me like, "Hey, Ray, when you see me, I'm gonna be wearing these. I'm gonna be doing this glasses." Thing. Wait, am I supposed to be doing that? Because when you say glasses bit, you mean just me wanting to be able to see in 2020 vision? You've never worn glasses though. But I've always had them, and I purposely haven't worn them because I was self conscious. So thank you to adding to my to my anxiety about the glasses. Oh, you're welcome. By, yeah, that's, I was sarcastic. Thank you. Oh, but here's the thing. Um, I. Don't th- I'm getting compliments on the glasses. Really? Now when who, I mix- who complimented you? One of the other extras on the set of Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Don't know what you mean, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gov. Here's what I do. Hey. Oh, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna pay me, and then I'm gonna bring you the product. Yeah. How is it working for that's Guy Ritchie? Awful. That's. A- <laughs> Is Guy Ritchie tough on set, or is he actually like a cool guy to work with? He's cool. He brings up Madonna a lot. Oh, really? And they're not even married anymore. I don't think. The, they're not. Married. I didn't even know they were married. They were, they were like, yeah, they were married for a bit. With the with the with the glasses and the hat, you look like like a, a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> that was better than what I was going to say. <laughs> I was say. Sorry. No, I was just going to look. <laughs> it wasn't as good. Oh. Was, yeah. Um. Here's the thing. We can tell the ass people like what they think. Cause I'm sure I'm gonna get. I had the hat on and the glasses. I do not look bad. I used to wear these hats all the time. Like back in my early days of comedy, like I, I, I would like 2008 ish. I wore these all the time. People I had no issues. With it them. works for you. It really does. Yeah, I got them from a place called Boston Scally. You can go bostonscally.com. It's S C A L L Y. They were nice enough to send me a hat. I got swag. Was from that these, free? It was free from these guys. But 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 I wanted a. Wear it in something. I love it. I think it's a great hat. I hope, they, I, I hope they send me one. And let's be honest: the older I get, the more the more of these you're gonna see. I I'm, wouldn't look I'm, good I'm in really, one. You want to try it on? It will fit. I have a giant freak. They're nice. Head. They're, these are like these are I have really a really, really big nice hats. Head. What? I have a really big freak. This head. is a big. That's a big hat. Big hat. Dude, you don't look bad in that hat. Look, I look the bad. Camera. You don't. I look, think I look pretty bad. You don't look bad at all. You it's a good so? hat. It's a good made one of these hats because I've had bad ones. I've had good ones, and this is a good one. It's a really good one, but like you don't. This it actually it fits you. It, it does fit you well. So if you ever, I don't know if you're going fox hunting at some point or you're doing some sort of, um, you know, royal. Maybe you're going to see the royal family. Or, yeah. Or, or something. You can borrow this hat. Yeah. Right. Or, or if you just or you're going for a barroom brawl in the middle of Leeds. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put some money on the ponies. <laughs> yeah. I I only wear backwards hats. That's all I own. Backwards hats. Yeah. Well, yeah. you, yeah, you call me. Yeah, I'm I'm Guy Ritchie. You're Limp Biscuit, circa '95. <laughs> you, know, you got a real Fred Durst. Even Fred Durst doesn't wear that. <laughs> Fred um, Durst is old as shit. Have you seen Fred Durst now? Oh, he looks terrible. You know what? I got to be honest, man. I'm aging, and oh, past couple of years, pandemic, everybody's aging. But I'm getting to the point now where, like, oh, you have all these people from your childhood that are like passing away. All these things that are like nostalgic now. All these shows that are nostalgic. Even a thing like Limp Biscuit, where it's like. Even that was like I was older. I wasn't even a fan, but if you look at Fred Durst now, he looks like like yeah. Santa Claus. Like he has like everything's white. But this is a guy who was like 
I did it all for the nookie. <laughs> it's like he had a song called I did it all for the nookie and now he looks like he's wearing one of these hats. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a he looks it, that I think that's what's tough. I think that that's why those people need to needs not a good word it's why like really cool celebrities back in the day like would die young like we never like or, or why we've never seen that like you didn't have to see james dean grow up and be lame as fuck you didn't have to see what happened when tupac was 56 it's actually a great topic you brought up and i'll tell you why and we're gonna talk about christmas stuff on the episode yeah but out of the people who have aged Rock and roll legends, right? Just rock and roll legends. Who has kept the street cred the most? Because some of them are like ridiculous. Because then you end up having like even a guy, even a guy like Mick Jagger. But Mick Jagger, he just looks older, but he's still kind of kept some street cred. He's kept his coolness. Bruce um, Bruce Springsteen, who I'm not a fan of, he he's my number one. He kind of maintained his coolness. I he he also now like. I think if you met him when he was in his 20s, it would have been way more of an ego. Now he's like way more self-aware. He's cool. And he like, finally admitted that he's a huge phony. Yeah, he did. But he's also an artist. And, you know, in, in, for years in art, people have been speaking for the, the working class. And, the, you know, it's not always. Bob Dylan had the same thing. I don't think Bob, Bob Dylan would do. Is he dead? No, but he's a guy who like recently, if you hear horror stories about people going to see him live. And they're like, it's unwatchable. Yeah. He has no voice. Uh, but maybe he's dead now. But Snoop uh, really maintained his street cred. Snoop became just he went from like bringing brought up on murder charges and being in like uh, being a blood or a crip or whatever. Now he's like it's like cartoonish. Now he's like, hey, you give me. I saw a clip on TikTok where where they asked him. They go, what would it be for you to get on somebody's song? He's like two hundred fifty grand, and another two fifty to do the video. And I was like, all right, oh, that's yeah. that's his business model. And the guys, how much money do you think Snoop has? He's got to be 150, 150 million dollars. He is a crip, you know that, right? Was it a crip? It was a crip. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I used we, to do the. Crip you know walk. why I'd want to be a crip? Because I can't do that blood thing with my fingers. Oh really? <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> if I was a blood and I had to show it, I saw a bunch of blood. I'd be like, hey guys, and they'd be like, what is that? I'd be like, you know, you know what it is. Wait, do you think that they do it like a meeting? <laughs> okay, everybody, today in Bloods One Hundred and One, we're gonna <laughs> practice do, throwing your bloods up. <laughs> I think they have a learning annex class about yeah. how to how to make a b- blood hand sign. All right, everybody, now do the crip walk. <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> they have they have lessons. Well, they have like a probationary period where you learn all that stuff. You just learn how to tie bandanas. <laughs> you show up. You show up to a hotel conference room, and they teach you how to do all this stuff. <laughs> this is how to get money from yo bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> it, it just set up exactly like one of those uh, weird timeshare scams. You know? uh, yes, that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I'm here to teach you how to be a crip. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you get money from your bitch. He's like, may I have my money? Too polite, and you didn't slap her. <laughs> hi, hi, I'm J Dog, and welcome to being a Crip 101. So white dude in a suit with like a bandana yeah. on, just a, like, like just a prison Mike. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Now, how many times do you have to ask for your money before you slap a bitch? Anybody? 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 Yes, D money. <laughs> no, you slap her before you even ask for the money to establish <laughs> dominance. Also, it's like, would that would be that'd be the worst thing to be part of because you're like, you imagine somebody must have asked like, yo, is there a learning curve? Like, you can't be in a gang and it's be like, do we get like, do we have a couple days to learn all this shit? Like, is there a learning curve on this stuff? Yeah, you can't be like. Hey, yeah, I don't know why they got away. It's my first day. <laughs> it's my first day being a crip. I'm terrible at drive-bys. That'd be really hard to do. How was your first day being a crip, sweetheart? It was miserable. No, you come and go, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Honey, how was the first day at crip school? I hate my gang leader. He's <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Uh. <laughs> I, I love making it like gangs are just like work because you have one of those people like, oh, it's so crazy, dude. The, the dude that leads my crip gang. Yeah. Exactly like Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you know how people say that lame thing? They're like, my boss is totally Michael Scott. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not funny. No. Yeah, exactly. You mean unironically, brilliantly funny? Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, who knows if there even is. You, you, do you think anybody joins those gangs and just gets, I would just get immediately nervous and be like, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. I, well, re- re- clearly, clearly. I'm going back to high school. Clearly we're yeah. not cut out for the <laughs> Crips. <laughs> we have a gang called the. 
the 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 juggly jugglies. <laughs> the juggly bubblies. <laughs> the not the jugglos. The juggly the juggly bubblies. The juggly bubblies. Just just a happy gang. <laughs> just a gang that does good deeds. Ray. Yes, Sean. Christmas is coming up. I we don't buy each other presents. Uh, I got you one thing once, but it was because I think it was for your you birthday. Did. You did. But that's just because it was the perfect. I got you. It was a um, a little figurine of ODB. Old Dirty Bastard. I almost did the same thing again, but I'm just broke these days. But I was going to get you a, a Hopper figurine. Oh, from Stranger Things. From Stranger Love Things. Love Stranger Things. It was a cool figure. But I will say this: I went to the toy store in Astoria, and it's like <clears throat> it's like part for kids, where it's like all this like kid stuff. And then it's part like old inventory from like toy stores. It looked like. Wait, what? Where's this place? Toys and bags, right on Steinway, right over here. No shit. Well, toys and bags, which might be the worst name for a. They got good stuff. They have like. Well, I showed you the thing I got from my 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 girlfriend's son was like an, that thing came out. It was an Avengers Lego set. It's oh probably man! From, like, when the movie came out, so the Hopper doll is probably from. Second season of Stranger Things, but they just have the overage. Dude, I might have. I was supposed to leave for Pittsburgh like tonight, but I might have to pop over there. Check it out. You'll might drive over there. There's a bunch of cool stuff in there. I went with my, our buddy Robert Dean. You know Robert Dean. Oh man! And I met him there, and he awesome. was picking up stuff for his nephew and some stuff for himself. But like, oh yeah, I think I think collectors go in there because they're looking for like the, like like, a, like a, it's almost like you can find like a. Um, like a, uh, a needle in a haystack kind of thing, like a diamond of the rough, where it's like. But most of it is just like old shit. Like, but it's so it's cool. Like, but there's they have collectors things. Like they had a really cool Spider Man that was like thirty bucks. They probably they don't oh, make shit. anymore. And I'm like, I'm not getting them that because it's gonna take. It's like that's for collectors. Yeah. But I got them Star Wars figures and I got them, um, the Marvel Lego thing. Uh, but anyway, so but uh, but the Hopper doll made me think of you, and I was like. I should just fucking get it for him because it's. Yeah. Uh, or I was thinking we get it and we put it back here for the the podcast. That's like another. Uh, oh, that would be cool. That'd be cool. Little figurine. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I should bring the ODB thing back over so we could have it behind me. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. The uh, what I what I was gonna say is, um, you you got me right onto this because you got Owen the thing that I used to love as a kid, Lego? which is action figures. Oh. Yeah, I loved action figures Same so much, here. and they were. This is gonna make me sound like I'm old. Everything costs more now, but my nephew liked action figures for a little while, and I remember thinking I was like, oh, I'm gonna spend like this X amount on them, so I'll be able to get like this many action figures because I thought that they were still like five bucks a piece. Yeah, they're not really. Well, I'll tell you this much: we did talk about it. The ones, the Kenner ones, like the ones that have the back, that back piece, the back page, yeah. and you have like little plastic. Like almost like the the, uh, the tomb that they're in when you buy them, like the, the plastic window yeah. thing, uh, the see through thing. Um, those ones I wanted to get them, and the, I was gonna get them Star Wars ones of those, but they were like side characters from like uh, Rogue One and stuff like that, yeah. right? And they were charging like twelve bucks for those. It's crazy. They have these other ones that are a little bit bigger and like and just in a box with no picture and no like not like the back in the day look like the collector's version. Yeah. And one was Ray from the newer ones. One was Han Solo from. Uh, solo, and one was Kylo Ren, and they were six bucks a piece. Oh, but they were just different. They just weren't the ones from back in the day. Oh shit! So I don't know if they purposely priced those higher now because they know people are the people who are buying them are people our age that want like the nostalgia or whatever. Well, I wish that I well, if I was a kid now, I'd probably only care about video games. But um, if I because it seems like there's so many electronics, but like I like the some of like the action figure toys now are so much cooler. Every year when I was a kid, what I used to ask for was a Superman that moves. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you're a huge Superman, huge Superman fan. How many Supermans did you have when you were... Well, see, they didn't start making, like, Superman action figures, like, that were cool for... till I was probably, like, 10. Because I used to want a Superman that moves, meaning the only Superman figure that I had for a while was this one my mom, like, cut off of a mug. It was like a statue. And he didn't, his legs didn't move, his arms didn't move. He was yeah. just stagnant. Yeah, so that's what got you in your head. Superman I need more of these I get, I want them to move. Yeah, I want them to be able to fight. Yeah. For truth, justice, and the American way. Yes. That's what Superman fought for. You are Superman stan. I am. I, 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 I am a big fan of Superman. Um, but my favorite, get, this was what I was trying to get to before, um, I get to, we, I've been getting sidetracked very easily. Same here. Um, ADD. And uh, I know you might not be able to remember this far back, you know, back when you were a kid and you were still wearing that hat selling <laughs> newspapers in Brooklyn. 
Extra, extra. <laughs> Read all about it. <laughs> <laughs> we dropped the bomb on Japan. <laughs> the Bronx Bombers <laughs> win the World Series. <laughs> uh, so what did you want to... Do you remember what your like, favorite gift was of all time when you were a kid? Like that gift that you remember you wanted... Maybe didn't think you were going to get her guy, but then you got it and you were like, motherfucker. Yep. Uh, and it fits into what you're talking about. It was the Ewok village from uh, Return of the Jedi. And it was gigantic. And, I, and I also around the same time, it must have been for Christmas. I got whatever that that creature's called that's in the in Star Wars. That's in like the, the, the comes out and, and they, they, they beat it by putting the stick in its mouth and it can't shut its mouth or whatever. Uh, they got a giant version of that and the Ewok Village, and I was like, oh my. I didn't expect to get it because I think it was really expensive. Was it when we you believed that, in Santa? We weren't, we weren't wealthy. What? Did you believe in Santa at the time? Yes. It would have mm-hmm. been like when I was like six probably or seven. And I remember getting the Ewok Village and freaking out because it was like once you put it together, it had this thing where you did, you, you turned the thing and the, the cage came up like where they had like con and stuff, and it was really big for a toy. And then I had Star Wars figures that were given to me and uh, I bought, my parents bought for me. So it was like, oh, that you had that was months and months of like excitement. Like, you know, you, That's awesome. And they still have, because my girlfriend's son, Owen, who's the best, he, they have the same type of deal, but for like, for everything. So like, if you you name a a, a a a property like like so he's into this thing called uh, he was into Paw Patrol and there's a whole Paw Patrol clubhouse PJ masks and it kind of reminds me of that stuff from back in the day yeah. it's just a giant piece of plastic with like decals on it and stuff but when you're a kid that's you might as well be in the shot like, it's it's so exciting I love that what about you what was your go to similar it's kind of the Star Wars thing. no it oh. was but it was uh I got the Bat Cave from Batman Forever. Oh, that's huge. And it was like three different platforms. Yeah. It was like a zip line Batman yeah. could slide on to like kick a dude at the end. Yeah. And I was f- fucking floored. It was like the best thing ever. I, I played with that thing for hours. I also played with action figures, I think, till I was too old. Um, But that's like that the Soder story. Dan Soder like started smoking while he was still playing with action th- figures. I, that's almost similar to me. Like I think I, I think I like I I think I was like hooking up with girls <laughs> and still me and my friend Brandon were still playing with action figures. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> While you're you guys are making out with some girl, you're like you're like thirteen years old, you just have a Superman doll that you like bring in <laughs> you just try to bring into the makeout. Just, she's like, What the fuck is that? She thinks I'm taking off her bra, but I'm really just making <laughs> Superman and Batman fight behind her back. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks you're just really getting into the makeup. You're going, make this guy bust. <laughs> you're really into this. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, defending the universe. I sure am. We play. We played till we were. Uh, I, th- I think probably 13. So the year that I was 13, you know, I was like trying to like get with girls. I was fucking drinking on the weekends mm-hmm. and then also 13 definitely trying to get with girls i remember making out with girls at 13 and then we were also or, playing yeah. with wrestlers yeah well that's the other thing the the, the other um story of figurines is <clears throat> one of my the highlights was the was the ewok village and then i also had wwf before it was wwe when they still had the name yeah. before they got sued we I had the real ring with like the elastic. Um, they were like they're basically rubber bandish type, but they had the nylon, nylon like ring ropes. I had it. Oh, you had that. My same? brother had it. Oh, okay, same yeah. thing. And then they had the giant rubber figures, like the giant, like not like not plastic ones. See, I like, got this. I I got like the newer edition of yeah, the plastic. I, I mine was probably from like eighty five. I I was I, I would guess. You had the one that if Hulk Hogan's arms were like this, they weren't moving. Yes. And they were yeah. giant the rubber and I probably had like ten or twelve of these figures and the ring. And it was one of like the most saddest things to happen in my childhood. I was still the it was like right on the cusp of the age. I think I was like twelve. Yeah. And I was like, where's the ring? Because it was I had it like on a at a my fault, I guess. It was in a garbage bag in my attic that I would go and play and set it up and all and it was in like a plastic bag. And then one day I went to my mom. I'm like, where's the 
where's the uh, my re- my wrestling ring and the wrestling figures? And she's like, it's upstairs in the attic, in the bag. I went up there, and there's a bunch of clothes in the bag. And I was like, no, it's not there. It's just clothes. And she goes, oh, I might have given it to Goodwill. And I was like, oh. Blast! <laughs> I just like like uh, I was so so upset, and I I'll never forget it because I still. Pro- but here's the thing: the more I think about it, it was probably only three months left of me playing with this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. even the thing I just talked about with Owen, he's five, and already the PJ Masks thing is not even in his repertoire. Now it's Legos. Uh, it's still the uh, Marvel guy. It's like the Lego figures. He plays like their figures. Yeah. And then Marvel, the Marvel guys, and like you know. And the Superman and the Batman. That's so cool. Like, like I like that my nephew's into that shit. Oh, so do I. I love that this kid's into this. And and then he's also getting into baseball. He watched Field of Dreams and he loves it. And he talks about it all the Did time. Did he cry? No, I don't think he cried. He the Kevin Costner kisses his wife in it at one point. Just gives her a kiss. Yeah. And he turns to his mom and goes, "Why did he do that?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, he got a field to be working on. I don't know why he's kissing this brawl. <laughs> Let's play ball. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, dude, I had, I've never, never watched, I've watched Field of Dreams maybe 20 times in my life. It's one of my favorites. It's great. I cry every time when I watch it. Same here. Very nervous to watch it now. Uh, Oh, you're in a, you're in a trick. He's don't watch it for a bit or, or if you're feeling, don't, don't drink and watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but, oh yeah, it's the, the dead dad factor for Field of Dreams is, ooh. Yeah, it's yeah, and you're brand new on this, I and I, I, we don't have to talk about it. this. Is, I'm even nervous about talking about it on the pod. That's how fresh it is. I would just say, wait, you got you got to wait, even though it's a it's such a great. You, here's the thing: what's going to happen, and I don't want to sound corny. You're going to be so thankful you have that moment later on because it brings up that emotion. Yeah, but now it's like too. It's too soon. Too raw. You got, it's going to be Bender time if after the. Dude, I <laughs> your girlfriend's gonna be like, "Why have you been drinking for a week straight?" Feel the dreams, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Well, dude, I cried during an episode of Tulsa King a couple uh, weeks ago. Okay, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Yes, it's it's. Here's the thing, man. It gets um, it gets it kind of like gets less, but it's like right now you're in the you're in the ground zero of that yeah. feeling right now. You're it's September 11th for yeah. your dead dad. George feeling. Bush just came on the news. <laughs> I said mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, you are right. You're right there. So it's, you know, it's tough. This is um keeping into the Christmas theme. Field of Dreams and one other movie are the movies that I cry every single time I've ever watched them. It's Field I know of the Dreams other ones. and do you know? Plane Trains? It's a Wonderful Life. You cry on oh you mean oh you mean the one that we were talking about how much you hate uh, it's Christmas Story but you love it's a Wonderful Life love it's Wonderful now life. you're saying you cry I watched it's a Wonderful Life last night what scene you cry at it's a happy cry oh at the end yeah it's a good scene when he says to my big brother George the richest man in town makes me tear up um yeah it's yeah. a nice movie. I just it don't is. cry at it. I was I was watching it last night, and I kind of realized that there's not a lot of emphasis on Christmas in that movie. Yeah, no, it just takes place in the winter. Yeah, and like around Christmas time, and there's a Christmas tree and there's a bell, so it's yeah. like the the setting is Christmas. It's about family. It's about second chances. It's about realizing your your own worth to your community. You wow, know what I'm saying, dude? Holy yeah. shit! Well, I, I'm, you got those glasses on, <laughs> and you immediately. <laughs> Begin analyzing everything like you're a professor at Berkeley. Film theory class before we, in between episodes. That's what you do. Intensive. Film theory intensive. Yeah. Um, I tell tell you this much. It's not Christmas related, but I have a new contender for a thing that. And here's the thing. When you say cry, are you, are you crying, crying? Like, I think you can crying and tearing up are two different things, right? Or getting, getting that feeling. And I think we're the type of guy where we suppress, we suppress it. But then there's times where it just go like, like Field of Dreams is I've not every time, but I've had like a cry over it. So I cry like fucking like Field of Dreams. I I ball. Okay. 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 And I'm not a crier. I'm not a crier either. I figured you're not a crier. There's no way you're a crier. But dude, it was so funny when, um, when my, the day my dad died, I came back i was driving back from richmond and i'm hanging out i was like natalie came and met me and we like get into my place and the dog 
my roommate's dog had like chewed up a bunch of like paper towels and stuff and they were all over the place and i like snapped i'm mad like i just got like a lot of things going on and i like threw all the um like everything away i like put everything away and like i I was like embarrassed that she saw me like yell and get mad like that and just like uncomfortable and i just started crying i was like you know and then she was like oh you're okay and i was like just i just kept going just really tired (laughs) really tired she's like well you're you know your dad and i was like no it's not that i'm tired (laughs) just so tired that's the thing that's so funny about like you're in the middle of crying it's like it's so obvious to everybody else and you're just like nah it's not that and you know it's that but you're still like no no no, it's not it's nothing like that i'm just really exhausted bad bad sleep i was like i'm just drinking too much i'm so tired i had a long drive today (laughs) and I lost a bet on Buffalo. I bet on Buffalo <laughs> yeah, that's that what day. it is. That's definitely what it is. But yeah, I I like DraftKings. Not like <laughs> like, e- like even last night we were watching It's a Wonderful Life, and I teared up, and like I think she could tell, and she like like looked looked up at me because she was you know we were like yeah. I had like our arm around, her, and I like went over like, like turned like I was gonna grab my drink, and I was just like <laughs> making noises like I didn't feel good. It's like I'm still sick. Have you seen her cry? Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, that's good then. At least you have your own even ground with that one. I know. It's just I don't like people seeing me cry. I don't like it either. I fight it back. I have a new. What I was gonna say. Oh is, yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, no. I have a new one. A new contender that makes me tear up. You know, French Dispatch. What's it called? The, the Dispatch. French Dispatch. The Wes Anderson. I never saw it. Uh then you won't know the scene. It's, it's vignettes. It's it's um. Do you recommend it? A couple of them. The first one, the or the the yeah, the first one, which is um, the one with Benicio del Toro, and it's him and he plays a a, kill, a, a a serial killer or a psycho killer that was in a French jail and he paints. He's a, but he's like a brilliant artist, and then Adrian Brody finds finds him there and yeah. wants to make him this big star, but he's just kind of crazy. But it's re- it's funny, it's very dry, whatever it is. But then they they commission him. Uh, Adrian Brody's part of this like, art dealer and he's like no now this is our guy we're gonna make him famous so that they spent years making him famous and then he's, com- they commission him for this like millions of millions of dollars for this work and he just paints this very abstract 11 of, or 12 of these paintings on the jail wall so they can't they can't take them out of the jail that's the whole thing and Adrian Brody gets all mad and they make up but uh, as they're looking at them everybody's in awe of these paintings there's a moment where De- Del Toro looks at it and the, the jail guard he's in love with and he asked her to marry him and she won't do it and but she poses nude for him and he's obsessed with her or whatever. Do you see her nude? Yeah, you do. And she's gorgeous. I forget her name. She's a French actress. She's unbelievably I'll gorgeous. Watch it, I think. And uh, yeah, <laughs> now you will. And uh, he, they're looking in awe at these like abstract paintings that you can like kind of see a woman in them. And he says, he, at, just out of nowhere, he goes, "They're all Simone." And the way he says it, he goes, "They're all Simone." That's her name. They're all Simone. Gets me every time. Really? Gets me every time. I don't Simone. know what it is. I have no idea what it is. Whew. They're all Simone. There's a that's I, I know what you mean though, because he, you know, it's just a guy like he's he's hopeless. He's ruined. I think it's like a past love type of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And and he's a good actor. And he's a fantastic guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. That's what helps. It's like like you know like I got Jimmy Stewart and Kevin Costner making me cry. Yeah. This isn't this isn't uh you know this isn't Taylor Lautner. <laughs> bringing tears to my eyes, you know. Would you lose respect for somebody if they were like, uh, you know what really makes me cry? Zach Efron and Neighbors. <laughs> and it just like, sucks what? when he gets kicked out of college. <laughs> it's brutal for him. <laughs> that makes me cry. <laughs> Carrot Top and Chairman of the Board. <laughs> uh, I oh. will say this: I did watch Clerks Three. Speaking of like unexpected. It, it, it's it's very goofy. Kevin Smith must must know that he just like that. Clerks isn't that good of a movie. It just kind of like kind of started that like Hit indie it. thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he has this because he put that Brian O'Halloran guy in there, the guy who played Dante in the original Clerks. I don't know if you remember yeah. the movie. Look at he's an atrocious, like an atrocious actor. Like yeah, nobody's. Hey, it, they're all pretty bad. They're all bad, but like he, he's the main guy, and they make part of this a little bit dramatic. Like I won't, I won't spoil it but there's sad scenes in it that he that he shares with um rosario dawson i think it is yeah and she's so she's good so them having a conversation together it's like now we're just watching you act even worse because you're next to somebody who knows what they're doing yeah. it's like really really insane it's like me and jordan shooting hoops together <laughs> 
It's like you're trying to dunk on him. Yeah. Fucking LeBron. Exactly. It's 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 rough to watch, and they try to get very heartwarming towards the end, and you're like. You almost don't want to give it to them because you want to be like, how dare you? This this farce of a movie, yeah. which I think he did because he had a heart attack, Kevin Smith. Yeah. And I think he was like, I'm doing it. Who, it's all bullshit. Nobody cares. I'm going to do it. I don't care if it's bad. I'm doing it, which is good for him. But to make like the heartwarming thing at the end is like, well, you have to at least have somebody who can act doing that. And this guy. Yeah. Both those guys. The guy who plays Jay and the guy who plays uh, Dante. They cannot act for shit. So it wasn't good. <clears throat> It wasn't good, but there was a couple of little moments where you're like, oh, like after the fact, when not involving Dante. When it's nostalgic. Uh, it's nostalgic. That's what yeah. it is. That's what it is. That's, that's what gets you. It would be like if they came out with Reservoir Dogs 2. <laughs> and it's well, you about know, them all in heaven. As a side note, an ADD side note. We should call them ADD side notes. Because <laughs> you made me think of, uh, I saw a video about this, but I already knew it. Did you ever hear about how, you know, there was going to be a Vega... Brothers movie. Movie, but they didn't do it because they were too old. Yeah, they got way too old. How, you think that, would, that would have been pretty badass. That would have been awesome. Well, let me ask you this. If they did it now, but just with different actors, would you still be into that? Like, say he just recast people that like have the essence of those guys. Mm, not as much, not as obviously, much. but I'd still be, dig it. I'd make them younger. Yeah. Oh, well, they could. They will. They will. They. they we're clearly talking about, for those that don't know, Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction, Travolta's character, and then uh, Vic Vega mm -hmm. from uh, Reservoir Dogs, Michael Madsen. One of my favorite characters. One of my favorite villains. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Are you going to bite? Are you going to bite? He's... God, tell what, what did you just say? He gets so he goes, mad. Yeah, he, he, he cocks his head. He goes, what did you say to me? I'm sorry. What? Huh? Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Hey, chucks the soda. It's a cool yeah. move. Chucks the soda just anywhere. He's just eating like a Happy Meal. Or he whatever. went. I think the imp implication is he went to Big Kahuna Burger. Oh, I wow. think you can make that assumption. I don't think you see Big Kahuna stuff in it, but we know it's part of that universe. I was in an I was in an acting class in college. It was like a um, like an elective, like a fun class to take, and we had to do a monologue for our midterm in front of everybody. And it could be from anything. Everybody pretty much chose movies, but everybody did, uh, you know, somebody did something from The Breakfast Club. Somebody That's did awesome. something from, uh, like, The Princess Diaries. I did the Path of the Righteous Man scene. Did you? I did that monologue as Samuel L. Jackson. You did just the speech or the whole scene? The speech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had to do monologues. Oh, yeah. You mean the one... Well, he does. He says it a couple times in the movie, in Pulp Fiction. The one when he's talking to Ringo. Okay, yeah, that's a great scene. And in that class, I got to say, like, I just thought it was some ignorant shit to say to a motherfucker before I popped a cap in his ass. <laughs> also, you know what's crazy is uh, the, the guy who's in the guy who plays the other undercover cop in uh, Reservoir Dogs could have easily done that part in Pulp Fiction. And I feel like if you couldn't get Sam Jackson, that's who would have done it. He's the same that guy's manner. Great. He's great. Same, vibe. same mannerism. Same everything. I know. So good. But that was such a fun thing to do. You, you know what would have been cool? Even in a deep cut, you do the Mister Orange when he's trying to convince them he's he's a he's oh criminal. yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one. I wouldn't have bought it. Why? Because you're so you're you so on in the streets. Yeah. You yeah you you're pretty streetwise. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever committed a crime? No. What do you mean? Like I've been in trouble. Yeah. I got I got I've gotten three public urinations, two underage drinkings, and a DUI. Yeah, that's like trouble. It's no crime. It's like ticket trouble. That's like yeah. what that story I told you when I was. That's just being bad. <laughs> Aren't I so bad? That's just me being bad. <laughs> That's how you know we can't be Crips. That's just me being bad. Hello, I'm a Crip. <laughs> Why do we all just have to wear blue all the time? It does not go with my eyes. <laughs> all right, this is getting a little what borderline, borderline offensive. Yeah, a bit. my gay Crip character. Yeah, your gay gay. I number. think it's inclusive. Is it? Yeah. Mm, okay. So fucking sick of your PC woke <laughs> fucking bullshit, dude. Come to Twitter and tell me that, dude. Um, Twitter. I mean, you know what? I was in Austin. It's very woke in Austin, so I, it rubbed off on me. There's like, there's a whole, there's a whole like comedy, uh, 
Renaissance going. They have like three different scenes in Austin. People, apparently comics who have been there forever, comics who were part of the Joe Rogan band camp type scenario, band camp. Band camp. <laughs> mm-hmm. One time at Joe Rogan band camp. I, uh, and then comics that are like actively against the Joe Rogan side of things. So they oh, have like these three wow. fighting factions. It's basically like the West Bank. <laughs> 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 it's just it's Jerusalem of comedy. Um, and I went and it, it was fun. I, I went to do The Creek in the Cave. I did four shows. It was a lot of fun. But I wanted to bring up something to you. I had like kind of I had kind of like a jerk star moment, oh. but for somebody else. Oh. I did like a, a, a by, by proxy jerk star moment. Go ahead. So I think we have to like I think the golden rule in this comedy business should be just don't be a dick. It's very easy. I think that even spans outside of comedy. It, it totally does. But I'm saying in the world of comedy, it's very easy to try to big time things or whatever it is. And we were at in the back of the club talking to one comic and they're bringing up like kind of a they had a concern because they weren't booked on some show that's big big in austin whatever it was and i go "Eh, it happens i would just hit the guy up again and see what happens you know whatever maybe they don't want you on the show but i was being polite but eight times out of ten if you already did the show once they're not actively going i'm not having you back if you had a good enough set i think most people just aren't thinking of you yeah i think that's what's happening right possibly some of the, the whole time I'm saying this, some of the comics like mid conversation comes over and goes, "What happened?" And I t- they, the the girl tells the story, and I go, "I go, yeah, but you know that happens." And he goes, well, "Maybe, maybe you didn't do well on the show." Like starts saying shitty, shitty things, and I was like getting more and more furious, yeah. and I just turned around and just pointed and to the person and said, "Don't listen to them. Like that's not what it is. That's yeah. wrong. He's th- he's wrong. What it is is give another shot." They don't get back. They don't get back. But I doubt it's that. They probably just forgot. Like, whatever. But he's wrong. What did the guy say? Nothing. He's kind of, like, kind of shuffled away. Love that. But it's, like, one of these things where it's, like, fuck you. You, Big timing. Stop big timing people. It's it's, it's a free for It's Mad Max out there. Stop with this, like, this bullshit. And it's just a show. It's a live show. Comedy's not cool anymore, which is kind of a good thing in a way. It's not cool at all. I think some people are trying really hard to be cool. I think it's a lot of it. That's yeah. the problem. But it's one of those things where it's like, even the ones who think that it's stand-ups, like you'll go on the road. I don't know if it happens in like Pittsburgh or not. And I'll meet like young stand-ups and they like, I'll bring up like the digital part of it thinking I can like learn something. Yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, that's not stand-up. I'm like, sure it is. It's the business side of yeah. it. Yeah. And it's one of these things where it's like, everybody else is doing That's why your friend down the block has 60,000 Instagram followers because he decided to put his stand-up on the thing and he'll get, these these live spots. Nobody's just traveling around, and uh, the the comedy mojo is just telling you you get you get booked because of you did so well in the middle of Toledo. Dude, I mean, know? there's part of every job that you don't <clears throat> like to do, every job, and that includes yeah. stand up. It's yeah, it's true. It's I mean, who nowadays is just such a comedic powerhouse by just stand up alone and makes their career that way? Nobody, um, nobody. Chad Daniels, but that's, then that's he, but he's before. Oh, you mean now after the fact? Now, who's who's like been plucked for just their stand-up? In the past, what are you saying? Like past like, ten years? Ten years? Ten years? I nobody. I nobody. think you're right. I agree with you. I yeah. think you're right. I think it's there's crazy. no more. The household name is done. I think that's done. Like that's there's people who are famous in comedy now and famous influencers, uh, but I don't. We've talked about this before, but it's like. I think you're absolutely right. There's no more. What it used to be was, oh, the 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 the, the separation between us and the influencers was, yeah, but we still are in front of real people, and we still had that cool factor of like, yeah. we can go up and, and make an audience laugh cold, like right there in front of us. It's not some edited crap. There's a guy, and here's the thing, I don't know if this guy's a nice guy or not. One of the I, and, I, and the reason I'm bringing this up, there's a guy online, and I don't give a shit at this point. There's okay. a guy. His name's <laughs> Pete something. Uh, he makes these fake stand-up videos in his house where he makes it look I th- somebody told me it's fake and if you look at it it's can- it's edited in laughs and they're they're half finished jokes not even the, not even making fun of the jokes or anything it's it doesn't matter about that it's just him with a, in front of a dark background with like kind of like lights on him and he makes it look like he's in a live show and every one of these clips looks the same and it's just him doing his jokes but from what I understand it's completely phony is now, he doing it ironically? No. No. Because it doesn't say anything about it in the description. Unless I'm wrong and okay. I, I missed something. But I doubt it. But the reason I bring it up is like, hey, don't – if you want to – if you're an influencer that does that, all right, like 
just do it and be like, oh, I'm, I don't have enough balls to go up on a stage. But it's like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you for doing it. It's already hard enough with this shit. So you're going to make it look like you're killing when you're not even. How, you, you deserve to get nothing out of this. Because, because you know what happened was, by accident, somebody posted on their page, somebody I went to high school with. This girl, I was a friend of this girl, and she posted one of his clips. And I was going to tag him and write, you know it's fake, right? You know this nah. is all fake. And I was like, you know, fuck that. I'm not going to do it on the social media. But I go, I'll, I messaged her. And I said, just so you know, this guy, he's not in front of an audience. I go, this is not stand-up. And, and she was like, I don't know. I'm like Somebody sent me the video, and I, sent, I put it up by accident or whatever yeah. it was. She's like, I don't even think it's funny. I'm like, just so you know, like it is wrong. Well, then delete it. Delete it. Stop giving it attention. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, yeah. I think it hurts. If you're doing that, and then you consider yourself a stand-up, and you're going to do live shows, you know. it hurts live stand-up. It does. Because it's one of these things where it's like it's just wrong to fucking do. Have some balls. Go find yourself the spots in Los Angeles, wherever the fuck you're at, and go up and, and be a man and do your spots. And then film it. And then do well on stage. Because yeah. you're, you're creating this false sense of like... Because people are hearing the laughter on these on oh. these jokes and going, oh, that's got to be funny. Somebody laughed in this video. I mean, dude, do you know how many times like I've done something on stage and have been like, oh, dude, that's going to make a great clip because that was funny. It got a big reaction. Then I watched and I'm like, oh, no. That didn't go that well. Uh, same so here. I don't deserve to use the fucking clip. Exactly. It's bomb. Exactly. There should be. If you consider yourself a stand-up, if you're an influencer, doesn't know any better, and you're and you're just that nobody's paying attention to that your uh, that your stand-up side of things. Nobody wants to like. But it's one thing. I think the kid's been doing stand-up be before the online yeah. shit, and it's like be a man and just do stand-up. Go do stand-up. Go do, like that's the only thing we have left is that any stand-up clips at least that you see aren't like these weird AI things you made in your home computer. It's like fuck you. Yeah. It's so fucked up. It's like it's it's one of these things where it's like, yeah, then you shouldn't be taken seriously. You're taking you're taking jobs away from real stand-ups. You're not a real stand-up if that's what you're if that's your online presence. You're not a real stand-up by any means. I don't know. I went on a rant. Sorry. No, it's it's uh, I uh I. I I hate it. Like 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 that's the thing. Like we've talked about this a bunch. Like when those dudes say the thing in the green room of I just don't do the online stuff or like yeah, yeah I just I'm just not into it. I just don't like doing it or like that's not real stand up. It's like yeah, man, I fucking know. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah, I mean like I didn't get on st and like like. As much as I love doing this podcast and we have a great time, this isn't why we started doing stand-up. No, no. This is something that you need to do to establish a presence and and to get, you know, attention and have like like a diverse range of showing of what you can do. Yeah. 100%. And and the online thing like I don't like fucking sitting in my house and cutting up clips of me talking about somebody in the crowd. Like nobody like I don't like that. But um, I do it because it's an absolute fucking necessity. Yeah. And that also makes you realize, like, uh, why the people who are... There's always such a bitterness thing that happens. That's why I always try not to be bitter. When you see the people that are doing so well and they go that route, it's like, yeah, they were smart about it. They did that. Yeah. It, I, that's why live shows are its own thing. But at, at the end of the day, if, if at least whatever you're... At least keep the stand-up clips that are online. Because somebody... I'm sure there's multiple versions. Because online... The whole thing on TikTok is, oh, you do the trend and you keep going. I guarantee you there's multiple versions of this dude that now do those same type of clips. And then if we have that and people are fine with that and they're going to see him based off that, then what the hell is the point of even having these live shows? You know what I mean? Like, I don't oh, know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I it's like it, just become, it becomes, oh, the new trend is you just stand in your living room and you make it look like a real clip. That's the, that's the trend when it really should be like, no, earn your laughs, write your jokes, go up, even, even put up fucking Crowder clips that do well. It's like do something where you're eliciting a laugh from a human. If not, you're not a real stand-up. You're just not. Okay. So here, here's how we'll wrap up this, this okay. first of our two-parter. Yeah, I'm very angry at the end of this, that. Well, this is a good question. This is how we'll wrap up the first of our two-parter episode uh, that we're recording for the holidays. Um, is one, let's just let, – let's, let's role play, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm an MC. You're headlining a club – uh, somewhere else in the country. I'm an MC. I've been doing comedy for three years. Mm -hmm. And I say, hey, hey, <clears throat> hey, Mr. Donnelly. Hi, kid. Uh, <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm also I'm also a girl and I got big, huge fake tits and I'm really hot. Um, but <laughs> no, no. OK, a turn. No, but 
if like if a comedian about like two years no, in after the role play, go ahead. Ask you, hey, oh dude, uh, big fan. I've been watching you for for years. Thanks, uh, man. Sean. That's yeah. I go. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Even though really, I just googled you when I found 100%. out I was working with you. A hundred percent. I just googled you real quick and watched a couple of clips. And uh, do you got any advice for like somebody like me, like just getting into comedy right now, two years in? And my, you want my answer? Yeah. What would your answer be? My answer would be, so it's like. Basically, what I tell people is, I go, hey, on the online side of things, I'm like, I'm, so I'm not even a novice. I'm just like, obviously, I don't get the rhythm of that. So I go, I would post something every day online. I would be doing both at the same time simultaneously, doing stand-up and posting all the content online and think of them as their own endeavors. That's mm-hmm. what I've told people on the road. And I go, and if you learn anything about the online, let me know because I'm fucking pretty bad at it. And as far as stand-up goes, just don't. Think of stand-up as its own thing and get up as much as humanly possible. I say always, you always do jokes are king. I always tell people that. Jokes are king. Um, be self-aware. Don't be addicted to the other people in your scene or in your group. Get yourself a crew to go to shows together to, mics and shows and stuff like that. But if you really, really care about stand-up, make stand-up, it's, it's make stand-up the thing. But simultaneously, even if it's your face into your camera saying half-finished thoughts, make that like, hey, I, I, uh, my free time, I do that. But then my real thing is stand-up. But don't think that doing a spot randomly and killing is going to get you these online files. Like, like, like yeah. make it its own thing. Don't think of it as... Uh, That's good advice. Yeah, and uh, but basically as far as... Because stand-up advice, I'm pretty decent at where I just go... You get up every day. You get up as much as possible. Uh, be self-aware and jokes are king. I like three things that are... Yeah. I, I, like, uh, yeah, and 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 then if it's somebody in New York, just like don't do bringer shows, or or if you do do bringer shows, just do a, a couple for the video. That's good advice. Yeah, and I think that that I've been doing it long enough. I, I, I can at least give decent advice. I think that calms you down. Calm me down. Yeah, it you know, did calm me down. Yeah. I know it was therapeutic. <laughs> and that's why I did it. That's what I do here, folks. Um, I just really try to wrangle the maniac. That was going to be the original title of the show, wrangling the maniac. And it's where I fire you up and I bring you up to like a 10 and I bring you back down. (laughs) And it's more just an exercise in my own personal quest to become a therapist. But it's (laughs) – I found this – I'm finding this out now. I had no idea. Um, It also – you bring up the the amount of times I've gotten messages, like big fan, man. And I'm like, but you don't follow me on (laughs) – You're not even a follower, dude. You follow on the thing. You have no idea who I am, do you? Um, but yeah, but like that, there you go. You have to be aware of that shit. I, this is not even a joke and I like, or like me trying to be like sassy or like a, a, like a, like a grizzled comic, but me and, uh, Ariel were talking about this the one day outside of your show that when you were running the show at revision lounge, Mm -hmm. we were standing out there and we were talking about like when somebody comes up to me and asks for advice that hasn't done comedy yet, say, don't do it. I said, like, maybe you shouldn't do it. And I don't even mean that to be a dick. No, it's and a I'm good, not even saying no, that like like being territorial. I'm just kind of like, hey, like, if you love doing stand up, I mean, it's just it just like really doesn't exist in the way that it. I, I don't know. Doesn't exist the way it was, uh, and I think people have a different idea of things. So I think people, like, how many hobby guys do we know that we run into on the road where it's like. Oh, you're gonna do it post retirement. Oh, you're gonna do it um, while you have your boat, uh, your, your 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 random sales job, whatever it is. Yeah. And I mean, like, the reason that I do that is I'm not discouraged. I don't think anybody like I don't think it should be done. People going into stand up, but I think if you're somebody that is good at it and truly wants to do it, you're not gonna be asking some fucking ten-year features advice on whether they should whether you should do it or not. Too. No, I think that's I don't think I think asking you is, is appropriate. I'm just saying that I don't think they know the time involved. Yeah. I don't think they know the effort involved that has to be involved. I think they think they're gonna ask anybody they run into that, that knows what they're doing that question and get five golden get a ta- two tablets in their hand yeah. that's gonna uh, bring them they're the ones who are gonna be able to figure it out. And nobody ever does. It happened to me, people from my town growing up, uh, guys are, like they would come into the city and do it and then do bringer shows and do uh, and and, and and fuck it up. And yeah, they we're bad at it, and didn't realize it's it. There's a lot to navigate. Well, I'm. I'm don't worry about the the, <laughs> the burp breath. 
I know. Now you got me <laughs> I on just secure. saw that. I, I just burped. I knew that. that would happen. Well, I'm not like what I'm saying is is yes, like 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 I've had a couple conversations where somebody has been like, hey man, I really want to do stand up. I'm thinking of starting. I start off going like, ah, don't. And then they're like, oh, I'm like, no, no. But here's the thing: you should know is if you want to do it and pursue it as a career, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot more than just the fucking fun part. The fun part of being on stage is like 10% of it. And the fun part of being on stage, yeah. And the fun part of it, like in the beginning when you are doing the shows, you're not getting paid for and it's not your job and you still have your other job, that is one of the best parts of it. Don't get me wrong, man. Like, this is the thing I, I'm not successful in comedy. I'm, you know, I've had my successes. It's the thing I've been most successful at. And I still am like, the, there's a job. There's, yeah, you know it. There's a job hard. fucking part of it. So it's like, I'm at the point now where I'm, I, I was going to ask myself, oh, if, uh, people have said this before on podcasts. Like, if you went back and you knew everything you knew now, would you start? I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to. I, I would. I probably still would have done it. You've had some pretty cool shit happen. I have. Yeah. I have. I 100% have. Uh, that's why I'm not going to say no. Which? I, I and that thing, things that like 16 year ago, year ago me never in a million years would have thought happened. Yeah. Like like which what? No, I was going to say which I think is going to be you know some pretty cool things happen to you even just this year, which I think we can talk about in our year in review episode. Yes, that we do next week. Ne- yes, next week. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Let's wrap this one up. Yeah. Uh, just uh. uh Hope everybody has a Merry Christmas more than anything or a Absolutely. happy Hanukkah if you do that or Kwanzaa, which starts the 26th. Hanukkah, I think we're like dead in the center of this when this episode's right. coming out. Um, but either way, keep enjoying Hanukkah. Keep enjoying your holidays. You can find the brand new jerks literally everywhere. We're on all streaming platforms. We are on YouTube. That's where we, that's where we want you the most is come to YouTube or follow us each uh, individually at Shawnee Time and at Raby Killing them on Instagram. Uh, we post a lot of our clips there. So not only can you listen to our beautiful voices, you can see our average faces. <laughs> <laughs> but um, see me in my old man. But until next time. Bye, y'all. Yeah. <laughs>